Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. is the Nightside Project. I may be super. <laughs> I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 <laughs> FM. Welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millett. I got Alex Keery here. Thanks so much for grabbing this episode. We really appreciate it. We really do. It's uh, These are fun to keep going with. And Alex, uh, yeah. did you hear that I hosted Inside Sources you one did? day last week? Yeah, oh, just for did. an hour. Why don't just you like call me? Like You know I work in the same building, right? I know that, but I kind of got the impression that they didn't want to wake you up. Because <laughs> it was like 11. Oh, it was 11. Okay. No, you know what so. I'm doing? I'm actually teaching your kids uh, about school stuff because, uh, wait, do you guys go to school? Uh, so, yes and no. So, my children are in three different schools. <laughs> an elementary school. Oh, that's right. And Secondary. a junior high school and a high school. Yes. And they have three different schedules and three different coronavirus mm. policies. You know and, what? And I'm not saying that to criticize. I actually think that the schools my children go to. No, you're saying it to wrong. brag. You're saying it to brag about, oh, <laughs> yeah. we just have three different <laughs> schedules we're trying to juggle over here. Oh. I honestly think that they're doing a great job and I and – I, I do believe that they are just trying to do their best. Um, the high school that my son goes to, that's partic- that they've really impressed me quite a bit because Brighton High School, not only are they going through the coronavirus, they're also going through a uh, a complete teardown and rebuild on the school. Oh, so, they are. Yeah, yeah I've so seen that. Yeah. My son is going uh, to school in a building that is only half built yeah, and so another got... building that is halfway torn right. down. So he's and... got he's got the possibility of uh, of COVID nineteen or asbestos. Uh, or, or fatal <laughs> fall, uh, something falling on him. Oh yeah, nail gun. I mean, there's a thousand through. things. Yeah, sure. There's a thousand uh... things. Uh, but and so uh, my point is, is that are my kids going to school? Yes and no. Brighton is, has been on a two week online only run <laughs> that ends on Wednesday. Cross our fingers. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, Honestly, my daughter's we've heard a lot of that. Damn. Yeah, my daughter's elementary school. They just switched to Fridays at home, so they're only four days. Yeah, so that's a week. what we do. We do the four days. We and went. That, we went that, from two days to four days, which has been great. Oh, see, we went from five days to four days. That was oh, a, just like a week you. ago. And then the junior high. What are they doing on Fridays though? Are they saying don't do anything on Fridays? Like, hey, everybody, take a break, or is no, it like catch up day, or is it like? Because, like, my kids on Fridays, they just get a full, like, slate. They still send all this work home with them, and it's like, okay, get on a Zoom call at 9 a.m., get on another Zoom call at 10 a.m., we're going to be doing this. So they're still doing, like, the full – but I know some school districts that are like, 
And we just have fun Fridays. Everybody gets like a, a, or, a sleeping like bag a, and we just take a nap. I think so. Oh man, I'm trying to think here. And I, I may be getting this wrong, but I think it's I think it's the high school. When, when my son starts going back to high school, they're going to do the Fridays at home. But what they're doing is they're using it as like a work day, like a study mm. hall day. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I yeah. think I might be no, wrong there's, about I, that. Highland but. High School does like a uh, – because our friends still live there. And they're like, yeah, they do – I mean, they're all online, right? But mm-hmm. Wednesday is like a – they're not getting online learning. They're just like, hey, catch up if you need to. And it's like yeah. you're in the middle of the week. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And so one of my friends, he's like, yeah, my kids, it's Tuesday night and they're all – anyway, I don't have school tomorrow. Peace, Dad. I'm going to go over to so-and-so's house. And you're like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? It's a Tuesday night. Yeah. I just uh, – I don't uh, – somebody – tell me what you think. Are we going to, like, lose this generation, like, of – I don't know how this works because there is going to be a whole new sense of, like, what expectations are because we operated on the whole thing of school is the most important thing that's ever happened, and if you're not in it every day, every day, every day, every day, and getting good grades every day, every day, every day, uh, that's the base, right? And now we're now we've just basically gone to – Hey, listen, sometimes we go to school, sometimes we don't. And your teachers, sometimes they are engaged and sometimes they're not. And also, maybe you don't hit those benchmarks this year. And that's okay. <laughs> like, they're like fine with everything. And I don't know if we're just kind of a lost generation of kids. I'm not going to know. They're like, hey, welcome to, I'm going to start my own school. And maybe your mom can help me out with this. But okay. mine's going to be just called. Uh, and you know, and I want every man to feel comfortable there. It's not going to be like Mountain View, you know. It's not going to be any of those. I'm not going to come up with a Pioneer Crossing High School or anything like that. <laughs> it's just going to be Mike's Alternative School, not Pioneer Crossing Legacy. <laughs> Le- Legacy High School. I'm, but see, no, the, it's one of those alternative. Mine's going to be an alternative high school, mm-hmm. and which you know those get a bad rap. Ours are ours is alternative because. We actually uh, are going to be learning. That's the alternative part of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I do think that one of those, one of the things that we're going to discover that we there was a lot we didn't know about it that is in education as well. I do think education is not going to come out unscathed. We're completely changing the way we do it, and we're going to discover that oh wow, we can do it this way, and it'll be fine. And you know what? Uh, maybe that should be the name of your school. The it's fine school. <laughs> hey, it'll it's work. Fine. It'll all work out. Just call, just we fine. just call it. We just call it B minus high school. Like <laughs> you're fine. Everything's well, because, fine. It's okay. Well, what's weird is we told this entire generation. Like you are. I mean, listen. You better buckle down. And and again, like we were saying, every year benchmarks were getting higher and higher. They're much. The standards were much higher than when you and I, from when you and I were in high school. Am I right? Like we we like my kids are doing algebra not because they're smart, just because that's like the new thing in like fifth and sixth grade now. And you you didn't have to memorize War and Peace. <laughs> I, I, look, I know you were in the I know you were in the, the I uh, feel it's getting I know you're in the like that. the accelerated. No, that, that's what I'm saying is that the, the now it is for sure. The benchmarks my, were getting higher, higher and higher. My and now we're just stepping it Dostoevsky back. Dostoevsky yet. And I just <laughs> the Walt Whitman poems have not been memorized in the clip 10. that we've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's already 10. I don't know when they think they can get to it. <laughs> so I'm I'm just wondering how long this is going to last of like. Because there is irreparable damage already to to my son, Harvey, who is just like, he thinks we can basically cancel anything because we've canceled all of it. Like, and now we're not going. And what's going to happen then? What's going to happen? Oh, I can't take the SATs. Boo-hoo. No one takes them anymore. And they're like, no one. But how many schools came by? Ethan, do you remember how ridiculous? They pounded it into our heads. ACTs, SATs, ACTs, SATs. And now they're like this. Uh, our school, 
uh, we'll just take like a, I don't know, just send us like maybe try to write the alphabet backwards and forwards and then just mail it to us. <laughs> Give us two more paragraphs <laughs> then, on your essay. Yeah, exactly. It's just like they they lower the standards and, and then our one kids more, and one more reference and our kids and and our kid that stuff's imploding. Like we've we yeah. have started to see that this institution that you and I grew up with, the fear based like ACT. Think about the essay. Like when I was in high school, it was pre tests and and paying for courses, and it was taking a retest of that, taking a, a practice test this weekend. Hey, we're gonna do another practice test. We're gonna do another practice test this week. What'd you get on your PAC? What'd you get on your pre ACTs and your pre SATs? And now, and now it's a joke. All of it was a joke. It was yeah. fake. And now I feel bad for Kaplan or whoever all the people are you know that sell what, though, all that garbage because it was a massive racket. Maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe this is an opportunity to move moving forward. You and I should start our own benchmark test that we can make millions off of. We may as well. The new with the new standard. Mm. We just we have new standards. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah. we have a new perspective on That's things. Exactly right. And and I think that we should just expect it to be better. You know, what mine's going to be. And and this is going to be my portion of the test. You come up with your own portion, and it's okay. going to be the, yeah, the it's it should be it should be the E and A the E and A testing. Have you taken your SATs? No, I took the E and A's. Oh, okay. How'd you do on your cursive portion? I'm going to have a huge course cursive po- portion of the test. You've got to know cursive. Mm-hmm. You've got to read it and write it really well, and I'll it'll be you'll that. be graded on it. So uh, my portion would be this: it would be one multiple choice question. <laughs> How much of War and so Peace cursive. have you memorized? A, all of it. B, most of it. C, D. not very much of it. D, none of it. D, That's I'm it. ready for D. I'm ready for blue collar work the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> so I want to bring something up here, Millard, before okay. we get off track, because all the right. most important thing is, is not our kids' education, but our entertainment, our personal yes. entertainment here in the homes. We talked a little bit about this. Remember in May uh, when the show, when we were still on the air, and. Uh, we were talking and we were joking about it, but Tom Cruise, the plot uh, or the movie, you know, it all came up about him uh, possibly shooting in space, right? Yes. Right. Oh, yes. You remember that, was that whole the thing? story of 2020. It was amazing. It was like, you couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Oh, Tom Cruise was going to, you know, they're thinking about going up uh, and figuring out a way to film in space. And then a lot of people were like, that's actually not true. They might try to send him up there as part of like a promotional thing of like, oh, he was in space. And maybe he'll shoot something on his iPhone. Ethan. And I saw it a week ago, and so I was like, uh, this is this is insane to me, and you know, we have to talk about it. Tom Cruise will lift off from Cape Canaveral as part of the first movie to be sh- the first Hollywood movie to be shot in space, and it is official. It is going to be on a SpaceX flight. Oh, that's phenomenal. And they're going up, and he and it, and uh, he and it looks like a, a, a Tom Cruise and director Doug Li- uh, Lyman. And another actor to be named later will launch in a Crew Dragon capsule, and they will fly up on this Falcon 9 heavy rocket, and they will land on the International Space Station. Ethan, I hate Tom Cruise as much as the next normal person. Why? But, <laughs> but, never mind, never mind, but, never mind. But I can't tell you, we dial in and watch just like the most people who have no personalities and they're just 100% scientists. And when they're docking, like when they, when, when SpaceX launched the last one up there, I was absolutely, I was keep, I was getting my kids in the room and we were watching it for like hours straight. Yeah. Because we had nothing else to do because everything was canceled. So we're watching it and I was watching it like, and, uh, SpaceX, uh, go ahead and uh, hit latch four, hit latch four for process nine. And that takes 43 minutes. And mm-hmm. that was just like to get them like unhooked and all these things. And we watched it when they first came into the module and they hugged each other and everyone high-fived. I was like, this is amazing. And my kids are watching history. 
We will watch a an A-list actor now do it. Come, uh, I guess they said, they just said in 2021. They said the beginning of 2021. So could you imagine, could you imagine having Tom Cruise's calendar in front of you? <laughs> and just knowing the things that you're going to do. Jump out of this plane. Uh, go to space. It just says go to space, and it's one of those long lines that goes through three different weeks during mm-hmm. like uh, January. Yeah, yeah. So he's, they're going up to shoot it. They haven't even they they haven't even uh, verified if it's part of the Mission Impossible series or not. See, th- this is the thing that's so phenomenal about Tom Cruise. They're just like, we're going up. What are we shooting? I don't know. <laughs> it's just it, it's so phenomenal, and and he's just he's kicked butt so much. <laughs> In this career of his. And I mean, it's just a start. I mean, there's no one, no one can touch Tom Cruise (laughs) in terms of a career, in terms of the things that he's done, things that he's experienced. I mean, it's just so phenomenal. And I mean, his accomplishments are, and and I, people think I'm tongue in cheek with Tom Cruise. People think when I say America's greatest living actor, they think I'm joking. I'm not joking. They think I'm doing a little wink. I'm not winking. I mean, you cannot... You cannot show me another actor that has the breadth of experiences that this guy's had. Well, he's, I mean, it's just amazing. He's going to be going to space, and they're shooting a new movie. But think about it if you had Tom Cruise's calendar in front of you, right? So I, you remember I told you, I shared with you my experience uh, flying on SkyWest to St. George. Yeah. No, but that's, right? a, that was there, that's how Tom Cruise started, though, too. I practically couldn't sleep for days. I was like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe I'm going on an airplane. I was like... I, uh, That's actually me, how he got his start on a SkyWest flight. Yeah, You're Sky on your way there, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but if you could just imagine that the next 18 months or whatever, you were doing astronaut training. And then you were really going right. up in space. Yep, I yep, mean, yep. How, how do you even process that? So here's what it says. So, there, so here's why it came up is because they have to make kind of known what the plan is, I guess, because it's, there's some public funds in, attached to it somehow. So anyway, there basically there is a a tweet from the Space Shuttle Almanac account, and the account tracks the calendar for crews flying up to the International Space Station, and there was a tweet that showed crews is scheduled on a SpaceX flight along with the director. But this is only made possible. Look, hate on uh, – on, uh, What's his name? Tesla guy on Elon, Elon Musk. Musk as much as you want. But the reality is, is that this kind of stuff was never possible. And he just pushed He just shoved his way into this segment of we're going to have, uh, you know, ag- we're going to have the access to public flight. And uh, yeah. they said the crew flight is under tourist one and tourist two. That's the crew that's listed on there. Tom Cruise, uh, uh, tourist one and tourist two. And they have a, an actual you know, former uh, NASA uh, shuttle pilot, Michael Lopez Alegria, who is going to be flying it. So there you go. Yeah, but they didn't say it. they. It's Actually, they even mentioned it will not be part of the next installment of Cruise's Mission Impossible, which, of oh, course, well. is what I would say if I was shooting it for Mission Impossible. So yeah. you want to keep some stuff yeah, under your right. hat. They would you know say I mean? that, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for the next Mission Impossible. I just Impossible. thought you guys – I thought you'd be pumped about it. Oh, I'm so um, pumped about it. I, I, I can't even believe it. And, and – um, I saw this crazy video on uh, on Twitter, and it was these these people. And I I didn't dig too.
too deep into it to see exactly where it was. But is these people are driving on the road and they're driving alongside a train. And there are these people, they've got their phone out, they're filming, there are these people on top of the train carriage. And as they get closer, it's Tom Cruise. He's sitting there, he's waving to him. He's dressed kind of all black, right. you know, the tactile neck sure. kind of thing, you the know. Tactile neck, and then yeah. there's some other guys, everyone's just kind of lounging around. They're obviously between takes, but this train is moving along next to the highway. And there's Tom Cruise, he's waving at him, but he's probably tied to the train, you know. And then there's these other guys in costumes like special forces costumes, things like that. There's a guy up there with a camera sitting down. All these things. And I thought, what? What? This guy. Yeah. This guy, and they're just running along the road. He's waving at the people. Phenomenal. Wild. Just phenomenal. All right. I mean, no one like it. Let's uh, let's take the break here. You okay. said you have a Zen headline when we come back. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Alex, I always have a okay. Zen headline because I want you to finish your day happy, finish your commute happy. When we come back, a Zen headline, it's my treat, All right. my gift. We'll come back. Uh, Ethan, just last week was hosting a show on KSL News Radio, and uh, here he is now being all energetic. We'll be right back. Can you believe it? I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Yep. Ethan Millard, Alex Curie. It is the Nightside Project podcast. You can uh, download the podcast wherever podcasts are found and then podcast your way into podcast history. Uh, Starting to see more human faces around the station here, Ethan. Oh, good. Uh, I was not one of those when I hosted. uh, Oh, you did it from home? Yeah, I did it from home. I did it from sitting right here. You did it from that box and everything? Yeah, yeah, I did it right here. I I hosted uh, an hour of Inside Sources. I think they just. It's weird they, after all the trash you talked about uh, inside sources before. It's fine. Go ahead. I think that they want. Well, I think what they want is they wanted me to do a little training, a little host training with Boyd Matheson, just you know help him help get him up to speed on the expectations. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. You know that's how good. to do it. Uh, what so. did you talk about, by the way? Uh, I talked a little bit about sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked about uh, the reasons why you shouldn't watch the debate. It was just before the debate. Oh, that's like funny. Or two before the debate. Boy, so you know what? You were ahead of your time. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, look, I stand uh, by it. Whatever the reasons you gave, they were not nearly as uh, as apparent as, as they were the night that people actually tuned in and watched it or listened to it. Um, reasons were this. Uh, this election is tearing families apart. So focus on a family because everyone's decided how they're going to vote. So let's start repairing because these campaigns are asking too much of us and the media is asking too much of us by by, uh, you know, asking us to constantly focus on it. And it's 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 reached a point where it's wrong now. And uh, and that's the point that I made. Let me ask you about this. 
Because we're like, we, and we don't really tackle politics very often, but we can do it because we, it's who cares. Sure. So I, I was reading a thing today about because President Trump was released this, as we're as we're talking about this, he was released this afternoon from Walter Reed Medical Center, and just watching my wife and I, we were we we tuned in and watched the doctors updating. I think it was on Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. It would have been yesterday morning. Uh, about his condition and they had the kind of his team of doctors out there and it was weird because his personal physician doesn't feel like he's a physician he feels like he's just another like uh, press guy yeah. he's out there talking it was just like really interesting and uh but i have a friend who's a doctor who's uh he got his he got his uh he got his medical degree from cornell so he's like kind he's kind of like uh well, you do that you can brag about it right sure but he saw on his coat that it said D.O. And he was like, ugh, he's a D.O.? Ugh. Like, he was like kind of he was kind of poo-pooing that he wasn't an M.D. He didn't get like the traditional medical degree. He didn't get his M.D. He got a D.O., which a lot of physicians are. They're D.O.s, but they're... What do, I don't know what a D.O. is. Yeah, there's a difference. And, and Doctor of optometry? Doctor of... Uh, what is it? It's like uh, osteopathy. It's something. It's something. Oh, osteo osteopathy. Yeah. yeah, it's osteoporosis. You can get it when you're older. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's osteo. I think it's doctor of osteopath. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, so, it's just a, it's a different set. Of, it's a different uh, yeah, thing of training. I, but I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know the I difference. Don't know what to, I don't know what to think about all this. Because they've been giving conflicting information, right? The White House. Why? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like uh, he got like, it. He feels amazing. Now he's back. That's it. No, like the like what the doctors say contradicts what other staff members say, and vice versa. They're Which constantly is, having to do this. Well, we didn't want to talk about the oxygen because we wanted to stay positive, and well, we didn't, you know. And and Mark Meadows was caught on 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 Mike pulling together a couple of reporters and saying, "Okay, um, I'm Mark Mark Meadows is the Trump chief of staff." Yeah. He pulled a couple of reporters together and said, okay, I'm going to give this to you, but it's got to be anonymous. And then he directly contradicted what the doctor had just said. And it was at the press conference that he pulled these reporters. What was the information? I don't don't remember. You you can look it up. But I mean, it's it's, just really funny because the quite, but then also the questions were coming in. I was listening to it. It was like this. When they were answering questions, you know, to the, to the media today before he was discharged from the hospital, it was like. What did you see on the CT scans? Excuse me, excuse me. What did you see on the CT scans? And what can you tell us about some of the imaging that was done? They were like, well, imaging is a little bit tough. I mean, the reality is, is that that's, that's something where we've kind of drawn a line HIPAA-wise. We don't really want to talk about the imaging. It seems like it's a lot, way too personal. And it was like this. So you're telling me you are, you are hiding what was found on those images. Is that what you're telling me? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, this is. It's, but, they, but this is the information that we get from. All the other presidents. I mean, you know, we we get all this information out of the since when? Presidents. When do we? No, every, they talk every, about they, we talk about their health like crazy, and somebody goes, "I don't even know why they have to tell me anything." I go, "Well, it's because it's the president, and we we can kind of exactly know why. we can kind of know some stuff." I and get we, not being had, like we've had presidents, we've had presidents, um, you know, need medical care in the past, and guess what? We get all the information. Sure, and but it's we don't. But like, there's some stuff we don't, that we don't. We don't we have don't. to go through this crazy What's his listed weight. What's his weight listed as? You know, and everybody's well, but like, see, but this is another example, though. President Trump see, is. I did see he was listed, and I knew you were going to go nuts about this. President Trump. I saw Trump, that they had listed him at 6'3, 244 pounds. 
I mean, that's the stupidest. I mean, that's the stupidest no, thing. Like blood pressure. Blood pressure is uh, 119 over yeah. over 62. Yeah, and then his staff's like he's basically an Olympian, and it's like he oh. said he's felt better than he's felt in 20 years. I was but like, see, my dad is Trump's thing. age. <laughs> this no is the thing that drives me crazy. 20 years. This that. is the thing that drives me crazy. Uh, he's all, hey, don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Okay, no one is over COVID in three days. No he's one. Like, listen, he's looked who, pretty good. Who? Alex, of all the people that we know. I think these little Twitter videos, he's looked fine. He's looked good. Who is over COVID in three days? Because uh, guess what? If he's over COVID, he never had it. He, no, the kids, the people that are over COVID in uh, in three days are, uh, yeah, are the college no, are the college athletes that no, we've interviewed. See, they're, they're, like, not, they're not apparently over Apparently, I got days. it. No, they are. They're like, I had like a fever, I guess, for one night, and then the next day I was back out partying again, dude. Uh, yeah, That's what Zach Wilson said. He was like, uh, it's like a day of like kind of feeling like, ugh, and then after that, I was good. <laughs> You're like, okay. But I think that's most of the 20-year-olds who get it, and Donald Trump. So what's the deal? What's the big deal? Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's no big deal. <sighs> we all got tricked. <laughs> I just wanted to read off the, the height and weight stats that they gave on, on President Trump. Oh, Here you just, go, nuts. It's so absurd. <laughs> you know what we need right now? Uh, Ethan needs to feel a little bit. Why better did you about bring things. this up? Just because it's Why funny. Why did you bring this? It's up? funny for me. Okay, it was funny yeah, for me. It's, it's hilarious. It made me. <laughs> you know what though? At least KSL listeners are getting a different uh... perspective on it. At least there's that. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. What? Oh, like the other host? President Trump like, is 240 President... pounds. <laughs> Uh, and he and Mike Lee together conquered coronavirus. None of us have to worry about it anymore. We did it, uh, you guys. Thoughts and prayers go out to uh, White House Press Secretary Kalele Makanananane. <laughs> they, they castrated the virus. So now uh, it's dead now. It's basically dead now. The virus prayed is it given. away. Prayed it away, baby. It's given up. All right. All right. <laughs> you have a Zen headline, don't you? Jeez. I do have a Zen headline. Okay, what is it? All right. Uh, check this out. This was out of Gretna, Virginia. Paying for another person's food. You've, we've seen this before, right? Oh, Where yeah. per, a person in drive through will say, hey, I want to pay for the Have you ever had it happen to you? No, I never I had. did. It. I had it one time at a Wendy's, and I was immediately... I was Guilted Im- into continuing? Well, it? there was the thing where I was like... No, I was immediately upset that I had ordered like only three and a half dollars worth of stuff. I was like, <laughs> gosh! Because this person would have, didn't want to feel Why dumb. Why didn't you tell me at the at And the then no sign. joke. So I... So I, somebody paid for my, like... It was no joke. I remember it being, like, just over $4 or something. It was, like, four twenty one, And the person behind me that I paid for was, like, eleven forty, And I was like, I lost on this thing. The math didn't work. <laughs> I, I lost on this thing. The math is wrong. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, was there one of those that happened here locally or something? No, 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 no. This is in Gretna, Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me that, yes. We're a Friday night recently at a Dairy Queen. When was the last time hey, you now. were at a Dairy Queen? Ooh, you know, not I, that long I, ago, yeah. I remember the last time I was at a Dairy Queen. It was with you at the Gateway. Was it really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Back when the Gateway had that the Dairy was, Queen. And yeah. I haven't been there since they had that. And that was right around the same time you, you got sick from... Uh, Taco time in there. Taco time. Right? Too much taco time. <laughs> and I rock. I think I got some dilly bars uh, not not six months ago from uh, from Dairy Queen. But go ahead. From Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a total of 256 people participated in this. Paid for the meal of the person cow? behind them. What are you talking about? There's a drive through that has 256 people go through it every day? <laughs> yeah. He said it started cow, Friday man. at 7 a.m. And it lasted... Uh, 
It lasted uh, well into the Hold afternoon. On, what are people buying ice cream for at 7 a.m.? Give me an Oreo Blizzard. I got to get to work. Uh, I don't know. What, what is, is this? Does, does Dairy Queen have? I don't um, think they have a breakfast menu. I'm uh, looking it up. Hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Oh, all right. Okay. You look it up. I'll look it up. You, you anyway, keep going I've, on the story. I've never had a chance to do this, but I kind of hope that someday I do. I, I would enjoy this. I think I would I think I would be, I think I would think it was cool. Yeah. I, I would think mm, it was cool. Prepare to be if, disappointed. Um, prepare to be disappointed. What? Go in knowing that you're going to be, you're going to lose. That you, oh. that you'll get your four and a half dollars worth of stuff, and when you said prepare to be disappointed, I thought you'd brought up the Dairy Queen breakfast menu. <laughs> oh no, for sure, if that's a thing. Oh my gosh, hold on. Oh no, this isn't <laughs> prepare to be disappointed, <laughs> Ethan, <laughs> Ethan. I looked up this thing, and, and it says Dairy Queen, the big breakfast, and okay. I'm like, what? Fluffy, fluffy omelet eggs, uh, uh, omelet style egg. Oh, omelet style is not. What that is does not mean. Style? It means it's not an egg, probably. Poured it out of a cart. Served, served with hash browns, crispy chicken strips, fresh croissant, uh, croissant, fruit, orange juice, and coffee. Here's the problem: it's this. The website is the DQ Bahrain. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think this is. I don't think we're getting the same thing. Uh, I was say, no, there's a breakfast. Coffee? No, there's a freaking breakfast menu, dude. You can imagine what it is. It's like some bacon and some biscuits and some biscuits sausage, and gravy. Sausage there's definitely a breakfast sandwiches. bowl. It's got sausage gravy in that Ooh, thing. What's in the breakfast bowl? Uh, let me read it off for you. You ready for this? Is it cornflakes? No, I got it right here. Breakfast bowl. Two eggs. Two scrambled eggs. Sausage. Hash browns. Grilled. Uh, or no, cheese. Grilled onions. Your choice of gravy and salsa topped off with our famous, wor- world famous soft serve. So... <laughs> they, I, they I, top it off with the soft yes, serve. They should yes. <laughs> right on the top of there. No, I added that last part in just because I thought there wouldn't be. There's no reason to go through the Dairy Queen parking lot unless you're going to get some. They have a hash brown platter. Well, bottom line is they have a Sunday. They have a breakfast menu. So there a you break, go. But they need a breakfast Sunday, so you stick it under there. Yeah, I mean, look. Well, because you remember Orange Julius was like attached to some of these. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I made that's biscuits right. and gravy on Sunday, by the way. Killer. Amazing. It, was it? Oh, yeah. I'm so good at making biscuits right now. It's freaking ridiculous. What? Well, uh, all right. No, I because people can't put, come over. Put people. some in the mail for me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that, so how long was the line then? It was 270 people over the course of the day. That's awesome. Um, who, who ended it? Who's that dirtbag? I need to do I a hope full, he's in prison. I need to do a full write-up on that guy. I hope he's in jail. Somebody pay for your uh, meal ahead of you. Oh, cool. See you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Thank you Uh, so much. We'll see. We'll catch you later. (laughs) But like uh, you can't as the as the fast food worker though you can't go. But everybody else is paying for them too. You know they probably did. They were like, "Would you really want to break the street?" It's been gone. Two hundred and sixty people all day, dude. I'd refuse to serve them. If I worked at that Dairy Queen and some guy was like, awesome, sweet, free meal, I would say, get out. Uh, I would refuse to serve them. Some, I would say, some Sir, Democrat getting a freebie, getting out of there. Come I on. know, socialist man comes to the line. Um, I'd be like, sir, it's obvious you don't have shoes. So we're not going to serve you. I'm not serving you. Excuse me, I'm uh, in my car. Uh, it looks like your shirt's off, too. All right, well, we can't yeah, do this. Get out. This guy's a uh, All right, Millard. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd for sure not do it. Um, but I was thinking about it, though, the breakfast Sunday. Yeah. You could do it with maple syrup. Well, no, you could just do it with with the gravy. 
Oh, you're saying like an actually like ice cream based situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you do it with do, the syrup. No, but you just do you just do you do like uh, you could do honey. Right, you could do a you know you could granola. do a maple flavored ice cream like a maple flavored soft serve, and it's got some French some French toast sticks that are like stuffed in it. You know what I mean? Right, right, and the granola or something. Yeah, yeah. no, granola is gonna ruin it. French toast sticks. Maple soft serve, and then on the side, crumbled sandies. <laughs> that's how I would do. And it. on the side, a sleeve of Oreos. Like that's just comes are with the it. Best. <laughs> sandies are the best breakfast cookie. <laughs> sandies, you do those do need some milk with them. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Just shove them right the in the name. The name of the cookie is exactly what you're chewing on. Mm-hmm. That's why oh, you got to shove it into the ice cream to soften it up. <laughs> Let it sit in there for a couple minutes. And by the time you get to it, you're like, oh, this is perfect. Our associates have been sanding down your cookies all day as the dust to go around your breakfast martini bowl. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Look, we should be fast food makers. I've always thought that with as the experience that you and I have with food. We could come up with some menus. That we just we did. could come up with a restaurant idea. Yeah, look, uh, anybody can, anybody, any idiot can go, oh, we'll make a breakfast sandwich, but it'll be donuts instead of regular buns. <laughs> Who cares? But have you ever tried to, uh, have you ever layered in a big, a big old, like, okay, one of those ham, think of a ham steak, but slice mm-hmm. it thin. And that's the thing that lines the inside of the parfait bowl or the parfait cup. Then you yeah. hit it with the soft serve. Then you hit it with uh, a little bit of that sausage gravy. Then the soft serve on top again. Bacon and then crumbles. Yes. Sandies. Stuff with sandy on the side of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we've gotten totally inappropriate, uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go do my other radio show. Is that okay? All right. Have a good night, man. Okay. All hey, right. uh, Ethan Millard on the other side of this thing. I'm Alex Keery, and we will be back again for another. Uh, when should we do this again, Ethan? Should we commit again to another one of these uh, in the next yeah. two days here? Uh, now that yeah, we know your I'm thing available. connects pretty well. I'll, I'll tell you when I'm available. Well, you know me. Jeez. Kind of in the later afternoon is, is pretty well, good. Me too. So, so why aren't we doing this every day? Hey, I texted you the other day. Did I ghost you? Yeah, you kind of ghosted uh, me. So I'm gonna, I got the text up right here. Hold on. What does it say? Um, this was... Because um, you'll text me and go, I can record right now. And then sometimes I'm like in the middle of like our show prep and I'll look at it and 100% forget about it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I guess Ethan's schedule is the only one that matters. I've got it. Oh, it, this is what it says. Let's record today. That's what all of you start with. Let's record right now. And I'm like, geez, dude. Anyway. Hey, look, I'm a busy man. <laughs> I fly to St. George. Oh, my. All right. Freethan Millet, I'm Alex Curie. Buy a stranger in front of you in line uh, their next meal at the local Dairy Queen. Would you? Start uh, a movement. Go broke. <laughs> we'll, start to you next, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.